0: Tell myself you Welcome to the Leader Earth Podcast. I'm David Skidmore. This podcast is designed to help you overcome challenges and experience transformation in your life and in your leadership. And today we are talking around the big idea of confidence. Did an episode a few weeks ago called Help, I Lost My Confidence. And when I wrote that episode, I knew that that episode was going to be part one because there's a lot more to say around the idea of confidence. And confidence is something that a lot of people are struggling with. Most people wrestle with confidence on the day in and day out. And one of the things that we often forget is that other people are wrestling with their confidence just as we are wrestling with our confidence. And so today, what I want to do is help you with three simple things that you can do when you lose your confidence. Here's the thing though, when we lose our confidence, this is what I've noticed, is that often that's where we either fade away and we step back completely from the things that we plan to do, or other times we begin to overcompensate. Right now, I don't wanna talk about what happens when we fade away, uh, when we step back completely from the things that we were planning to do. Instead, what I wanna do is I wanna talk about what happens when we begin to overcompensate. We begin to lie to ourselves. Instead of fighting for truth, we exaggerate and we tell white lies, and sometimes we tell bolder lies. Instead of fighting on behalf of others, we start to use others. Instead of seeing the best in others, we often see the worst in them, and instead of playing fair, we begin to manipulate the chessboard. Here are some things I've discovered in myself when I lose confidence. I've noticed that I become self-absorbed. I lose the relationship of trust that I have with other people because I'm so focused on myself. And I also begin to focus on the negative. I respond to feedback from defensiveness, which is born out of insecurity instead of living from a place of curiosity. The truth is that I'm not always confident. I've had some people say, it seems like you're confident all the time. I can't imagine that you would wrestle with confidence. But my closest friends would tell you uh, that this is something that I have wrestled with for years. Um, Confidence over the years has been a big battle. And what I've learned over time is that confidence comes back to identity. So yes, the central theme of today's podcast is identity. You're going to notice that this word is woven throughout what we talk about, even if I don't say the word identity 1000 times. So here's what I want to ask. When was a time when you were supremely confident? Maybe it was your birthday party one year when all your friends showed up. Maybe it was when you got that brand new job offer. It might have been when you bought that new outfit and after months of working out, it fit the way you wanted it to fit. Maybe it fit even better than you were expecting it was going to fit. Maybe it's when you were in a relationship with someone and being around them gave you a greater sense of confidence. There are a lot of things that will create a greater sense of confidence in our lives. And on the other side, uh, there are a lot of things that are going to create challenges for us when it comes to our confidence. When were a few times that you struggled with your confidence? It might've been back in middle school. You might all go all the way back to those days when you were dealing with puberty and acne and no one gave you a roadmap for how to walk those days out effectively, how to have confidence as you were walking through the halls of your middle school or your high school. Maybe it was later on. Uh, maybe you had a business fail. Uh, I know that I've experienced the loss of confidence that happens when you've had a business fail. Um, Maybe it was when you wanted to date someone, but they rejected you. It might have been when you threw a party and you invited like 25 people and you were expecting a lot of people were going to show up. But instead, only five people showed up and you were kind of doing the thing where you're like, oh, yeah, like a lot of people are coming. I don't know. It's kind of a crazy night. This Friday, I don't know what, what happened, but... Things just happen. looks like it's just the five of us. And I know in my life, I've had all of those things happen. And in that, experience a loss of confidence at different points. Truth is this, in life, you and I, we're going to have ups and downs. And that's just part of the deal when we're talking about life. It's not realistic to always be up. In fact, those people who are always up, wear me out. Um, I'm a generally positive person, but when I'm down, I'm down, and that's all there is to it in that time. And by the way, for the super spiritual, maybe the super Christians listening to this, just a little fact for you. Out of 150 psalms, about 65 of them are considered laments, which are psalms that are basically written on someone's bad day or possibly even on their worst day, which means over a third of the time, the writers of the Psalms were having a bad day. And that's in the Bible. The truth is for a lot of them, they had lost their confidence. And so this is something that all humans wrestle with. It's something that we all deal with. And the question isn't, are you going to deal with it? The question isn't, are you going to face it from time to time. The question is, how do you get your confidence back when you've lost it? When I think about the range of confidence, the highs and the lows, sometimes I think back to high school and the highs and lows of that experience. So what I remember is walking out onto the basketball court with my chest out confident and focused. If the game-winning shot comes to me, I'm ready to take that shot. But then a day, two days later, I'm walking through the halls of my high school with my head down, hands in my pockets, deep in my feelings. That's the reality that I was experiencing in high school. My refuge at the time was often music and writing emo prose. Yep, I'll admit it. Later on in college, it was writing in my Zenga. <laughs> Shout out Zenga. And what I'm saying is, it was such a roller coaster. Dealing with acne, grades and girls, feeling pressure. Sometimes I didn't even know what the pressure was. Um, I just felt pressure to be something, to do something, to become something, to become someone to do more. And I always loved it in those moments. You know, you're like trying and someone's like, I feel like you're really trying hard to become something. And I just want to remind you that you are someone already. And you're like, all right, cool. But also... I'm trying to figure this thing out called life, and that isn't necessarily getting settled in my soul at this time. So, like I said, over the years, I've wrestled with confidence a lot. One of the things that can really affect people a lot are comparison traps. How you look, how much money you make, where you live, how much money you make, how witty you are. Did I mention how much money you make? How well you communicate? How often you get invited to hang out with people? How much you enjoy what you do on the day to day? How you look in the mirror? How you feel when you're around other people? How successful you are at what you do? All of these contribute to and influence your confidence. So I'm not saying comparison has to drive your life, but I am saying comparison will affect your life in profound ways if you live in the comparison traps. So going back to it again, how do we do better than this? Sure, we're gonna have moments, but on the consistent narrative of our lives, how do we elevate beyond the comparison traps? As time goes on, I believe so much of what you and I face in life comes down to perspective shifts. What is a perspective shift? It's a change, a variation, or complete turn from the approach that you had before. So I'm not just talking about getting a higher plane to see life from. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's the moment where you're in a meeting and the leader in the room is like, well, let's all fly up to 60,000 feet to view this situation. And everybody's like, no, we don't really want to do that anyway. Yeah, I'm not talking about that as far as, a pers- as far as a perspective shift goes. What I am talking about, though, is perspective that shifts the nature of how you see yourself and how you go about your life. It's the shift from intellectual knowing into belief. It's allowing your beliefs to shape your identity to the point where you are different. Here's what we do know. The deepest level of change comes at the identity level. The challenge, though, is that you and I are not brains on sticks. So it's not just intellectual ascent. It's not simply you having the right idea about yourself all the time. And that if you simply have the right cognitive behavior, everything fixes itself. We are also emotional, physical and spiritual. We carry our experiences past. We are alive in the present. and We are currently blazing trails towards an unknown future. Yes, one that we have not yet seen. We carry a bit of the divine with us, and we also come from dust. We are energy. We are operating at varying frequencies. We are part of multitudes. We are finite and yet have desires for the infinite, for an unlimited way of being. We are motivated by desire, moved by both our loves and our fears and longing for both connections and solitude. Each of us has about 100 trillion cells that make up the human body. If we ignore our own complexity, we could reduce our own existence, challenges, and even our reality to ideas and thoughts, as if we are only our cognitive reality, as if we are only our thoughts, and that the highest form of enlightenment is thinking. So this podcast is limited by its very nature rather than the ideas that I'm about to share with you being an end unto themselves, I hope that they instead create a fresh exploration for you in each of these areas. That's what I want to set up as we go into three ideas on how to get your confidence back, that these are not just intellectual ascents, but these are something that you begin to own uh, physically, emotionally, and spiritually, that it changes the frequency that you are on, So here we go. How to get your confidence back. Number one, this is gonna sound so simple, but here we go. Remember who you are. Remember who you are. All right, so here it is, live in truth. One of the areas where people end up in trouble with their confidence is when they forget who they are. It's like in the Lion King when Simba forgets who he is. The truth is he's been running from his problems. I remember a few years ago, one of my friends was like, Just so you know, the point of The Lion King is not that Hakuna Matata is a cool song, which disrupted my childhood in a profound way, because I love singing that with with my friends. He said, the point is that Hakuna Matata, though it may be the most popular song from the movie, is the conflict that Simba has to run into, that he's been running from his problems, and it's not a life of no worries. Instead, no worries has him running from the calling that he's been given. Simba is a king, and he's ultimately running from himself and running from his past. So it's not until he meets Rafiki, the monkey, more properly known as the Mandrill, that Simba has to come to a reckoning with who he is. It's when Mufasa comes to him on the clouds and says, Simba, you have forgotten me. You have forgotten That's where Simba's life changes. And it's because he's forgotten who he was. And that's why I'm saying if you are going to walk with confidence on a consistent basis, it has to do with remembering who you are for Simba. It was remembering he's the one true king. And you're like, okay, are we really gonna talk about Disney on this? It's such a profound realization that it shifts everything about his life. Here's the reality. A lot of people have forgotten who they are. They lose their confidence. They forget the sound of their own voice. And I believe that one of the most important things that you and I can do is to embrace the reality Of who we are. Now, my belief on this is that you and I are made in the image of God, that we are both dust and yet we have a bit of the spark of the divine within us, that we are sons and daughters, that we are brothers and sisters, and that we are on level ground with each other, that we all belong to one Father. And one of the most powerful moments in life is when we wake up to the reality that we were made on purpose for a purpose that begins to shift the trajectory of how we approach life. When we remember who we are, it sets us free from the comparison trap. And I really wanna focus in on this for a moment. Remembering is not just a thought. Remembering can include imagination, visualization, emotion, gratitude, relationship, depth, memory, and experiences. In fact, I'd say this, if remembering is only a quick thought, it probably isn't true remembering in the sense that it's going to shape your life in a different direction. That would simply be acknowledging. Remembering means that you come back to reality. Remember who you are. The second thing that I wanna share today in helping you get your confidence back is this. Choose your if. I'll say it as a question. Which if are you living from? What is the if that you're living by? Because life, life has a lot of big ifs. There are so many big ifs in life. Like what if this business fails? What if our numbers aren't good enough? What if we don't close the deals? What if we don't make payroll? What if my team doesn't follow me? What if someone betrays me? What if they reject me? What if these people forget me? What if... He says no. What if she says no? What if everyone walks away? What if we lose everything? What if everything falls apart? What if, what if it's all lost? I believe that those are all very real ifs. At least they're real in the sense that we spend a lot of our lives worrying about those things. But I do believe that there's a better if. And it's something that St. Paul wrote about years ago if our God is for us, who can be against us? Think about that. If our God is for us, who can be against us? If our God is for us, what could possibly stand against us? That's the question that St. Paul asked, and then he answers his own question with these words. He says this, he says, he who did not spare his own son— But gave him up for us all, will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. If, if God is for us, who can be against us? It goes back to that question. What is the if that you are living by? Because at the end of the day, like you and I, we have to choose our ifs in life. It's not that there's not a certain level of fear or worry or anxiety or concern that our lives can be built on if we focus on all the ifs that can go wrong. But I believe that there's a level of confidence that you and I can experience that you can only experience when you really have the deep sense of security knowing that God is for you, that God loves you, and that nothing is going to separate you from the love of God. There's a fascinating proverb where Solomon says, the wicked flee, though no one pursues, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. What's he saying? He's saying that, there are some people in their lives that are always living in fear of what could go wrong. If, 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 if all these things fall apart, if, and sometimes what ends up happening is that they end up spending all of their creative energy, all of their abundance, all of their focus, all of their determination, all of the perseverance, all of the power that they would have in their life. They end up spending that energy fleeing even though no one is pursuing them, but it says that the righteous are as bold as lions. So it's not saying that the righteous don't have things that they could be concerned about. They've just settled the if of their life. They've chosen their if, and they know that if our God is for us, who can be against us? We all have ifs in life. If can be terrifying. If can be overwhelming. If can be confusing. If can be wearisome. If can be paralyzing. If can be isolating. If can be cold and lonely. But what if you had the better if? What if your if is the if that is full of freedom? If can be love. If can be full of warmth, peace, and joy. If can spark creativity. If can cause boldness. If can supercharge you for overcoming. If can be clarifying. If can be strengthening. If can give you the confidence you need to take on the challenges you're facing today. If our God is for us, then who can be against us? That's the second key, I believe, to getting your confidence back. Settle in your heart the if. Choose your if in life. The third key to getting your confidence back is this. Number three, here we go. Get close to the fire. Here's what I'm saying. You might need to turn the heat up on your life. How is gold purified? It's got to go through The fire. And the more that you avoid the flame, the longer the impurities are going to stay on the inside of you. So if you want to be confident, increase the heat. I mean, turn the heaters on in the gym, turn the heaters on in your work, turn the heaters on in your relationships. This morning, I was at the Harvey having coffee with my friend Jacob. And when I meet with him, I'm going to be challenged to go up. A level. I'm going to be challenged to think differently. I'm going to be challenged to ascend above where I've been. I'm telling you, if you want to get your confidence back and if you want to build confidence long-term, let some people challenge you. Let them ask you questions about you and let them hold you to the standard that you have said that you want to live to. You see, one of the greatest mistakes that we can make in life is to try to live and to lead alone. And I hear leaders say all the time how lonely it is at the top. And this is what I would say. It doesn't have to be lonely. You can connect. You can grow with others. You can build relationships with people who are in similar situations. And you can find the common connecting points with people on your team. Even if you don't have everything in common, you can build bridges with others. It's an incredibly convenient narrative to talk about how lonely it is at the top because it can make you pity yourself and isolate yourself from others. Of course, there's some loneliness, but it doesn't have to be lonely. Relationships are the fire that we need. When we build relationships, it's going to bring us closer the fire. It's going to make sure that the gold gets purified. And I'll give you another one. Since we're talking about fire, here we go. Sit outside by the fire in solitude. Like literally build a fire in your chiminea, your fire pit, and then sit back there by the fire in solitude. My friend Logan is one who reminds me of this. He is known as the man who loves to build a fire. And a lot of our conversations, he's told me, He's had time of just simply sitting by the fire. In this present time, we are obsessed with scrolling. For thousands of years, people have sat around a fire and stared into the fire at night. And there's something powerful about looking into the fire with others. There's something that the fire can speak to you that no one else can. Think about this. The ancient story of Moses... Before he leads the people of Israel out of Egypt and into freedom, it started with a burning bush. A voice in the fire spoke to Moses. I'm telling you, get close to the fire. There are a lot of different ways that you can get close to the fire. But don't allow yourself to grow cold and isolated away from relationships, away from from intentional solitude that's going to propel you into deeper growth. Get close to the fire. Here are the three keys from today. One, remember who you are. Two, choose your if. And three, get close to the fire. Thanks for joining me today on the Leader Growth Podcast. This podcast is my gift to you. If you would rate it and review it, that would be your gift to me. And if you haven't done so yet, would you subscribe to the podcast as well? If you leave a review, it's gonna take you under 60 seconds, but it will help us build this podcast together for a long time to come. Finally, would you share this podcast with someone that you know it would help? My guess is that you know a few people who have been struggling with their confidence lately. Share this, remind them who they are, and you might just invite them to sit by the fire with you as you talk about choosing your if together. I look forward to seeing you next week. Until then, elevate your life and your leadership. I'll see you next time. The formula. Watch me demonstrate. See, I'm determined and dedicated. Watch what I create. And when resistance is persistent, I go harder in a pain. I just put you up on game so I can watch you elevate. let up in the morning. No